the Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. It's Ash, Kip and Lutzi with Susie O'Neill and we have Natalie Barr joining us. Good morning. <sighs> Good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, congratulations. Yes. Too. Thank you. Very exciting. A little bit scary, but mostly <laughs> exciting. So we um, like we only got the news last week that uh, I guess the position had become vacant. Like, how did they pull you aside and say you're stepping up to the plate, or were you expecting it? Uh, got a phone call and um, said, "Hey, do you want it?" And I thought. Mm, after 18 years, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's time. I mean, I was pretty. I was pretty happy in the news gig. It was a pretty good job for all those years. But I thought, mm, now or never, really. So I should. So what's what's the biggest difference? Because you're mm. there every day on the show. You've been doing it for a long time. You're part of the the team there. It's a different role, but so so day to day, how much extra work or is it any extra work? Are you still getting in at the same time? How does things differ? Do you get a better car park? Like what what happens here? (laughs) Yeah, you know, they actually asked me if I wanted to change car parks, uh, just quietly. Uh, Kept the same car park. Look, um, same time, still 3am. I'm a terrible sleeper, so I'm usually up before that. Um, And not not a lot has changed. We get um, briefing notes the afternoon before, lots more interviews that you can sink your teeth into. I'm a news junkie like most journos, so I read, you know, 10 newspapers all day and all over Twitter with the news. So um, not a big difference, but I guess you're just front and centre, aren't you? More control, more of the show, more attention. (laughs) When you you first started, I was reading that your baby was – was he two? How old were your kids when you started? Yeah, so Lachlan was 18 months old. Susie, he was the worst sleeper in the world and we had a sleep um, specialist come in to teach us how to teach him to learn to sleep because I was you know, literally in counselling. He was so terrible. Oh, no. um, and <laughs> now he's uh, at uni in Melbourne and um, yeah. probably still not sleeping much, um, <laughs> maybe more during the day. And um, he's turning 20. So wow! Been, that, been that, a that, that's a rare yeah. achievement in itself, isn't it? Mm. I'm, I'm the same, actually. I've been. I, I, I remember we had our t- my two-year-old's birthday party here, and made a big deal out of it at the radio station. He's just turned seventeen, and it's not often in an industry like this that your kids can grow up with their parents being in a consistent job mm. in a very temperamental industry like both of us. Yeah, I know, and I think you sort of feel pretty proud that mm. you've sort of got through that. Uh, it's much easier now with teenage kids when they're little, they're waking you up all night, um, and then you go through that sort of primary school age where you're at, you know, the footy ground at 7, 7.30 or at basketball or sailing or all the other things they do and thinking to the coach, can you wrap this up? Yeah. Because some of us have got to get up early. <laughs> oh, I hate that. You know, if they say training finishes at 5.30, I hate it when the coach keeps the kids out there till quarter past uh-huh. six or something like that. Like, no. none of us have got lives. <laughs> To live. Totally, hey, did, exactly. Did you feel it, Natalie, when you're in the spotlight? Like, oh, okay, this is what this job is going to be like. Like day one yesterday, and um, uh, Kyle comes out and he had some type of go at you about he, he was saying he thinks that you're cold. Or I didn't actually read the story. I saw the headline and I thought, oh, okay. Um, yeah, here you well, go. Well, welcome to the to the job. Do you have a response for that, or how are you going to handle oh, did that type he? of stuff? Really? Yeah. No, I did notice that. Yeah. People <laughs> ask me that. Um, yeah, look, um, I, 
I guess um, everyone is going to have their opinion. I actually got onto the radio onto the radio interview straight away with Carl. I'd only oh. just found out that he'd called me, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, cold and not fit for the job and someone else should have taken it outside of the company and um, maybe I didn't deserve it, all that. So um, I said, hey, that's not that great. I haven't even met you. And then he went, oh, no, oh, I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I just think uh, roll with the punches and everyone is going to have an opinion. And you know what? It's what we teach our kids. Everyone won't like you and yes. that's mm. okay. So and it's you not can't like, expect the whole country to like you. It's not like you don't have the runs on the board. I was reading about some of the things you've yeah, done in the past. Let's this, say that. This golden mic for best... Um, it was the newscast writing in 1994 when you covered LA. LA's uh, OJ Simpson, Simpson car chase. So were you in LA for that? Yeah, in wow. the early 90s, I spent a few years in LA with my then boyfriend, now husband. And um, yeah, we I, co- I worked for um, American stations and covered a few stories. I wasn't on air, but I was a producer. Well, they call them news writers. So hmm. there were a few big stories. Um, the Rodney King riots and um, the Bronco chase, that slow Bronco chase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there were the earthquake happened when we, you know, came home one year. Um, so there were lots of massive stories. I learnt about live TV in LA in the early 90s. Now we <laughs> live it every day. It's normal. Mm. Was it a piece of cake for you? Because when I think back to some of your early work, I love... Um, 97 grand final you did the they crossed out to you maybe on maybe on uh, Sunrise I don't know what the show was but they crossed out to Newcastle the morning after they'd won the grand final and uh, have a listen to this this is Natalie's interview with uh, Matthew Johns who is ossified drunk (laughs) now with me um, we've got Andrew Johns in the background uh, but with Matthew here um, tell us a bit about what that feeling was like coming home to Newcastle last night? Um, it was better than, uh, it was better than Lego. It was better than Lego. It was better than Lego. Is he the drunkest man you've ever interviewed, <laughs> Natalie, do you think? Do you remember that uh, day? You know what? In in my nearly 30-odd years, years of journalist, journalism, Probably not. Oh, no. probably not. Oh. Okay. Probably politicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you've, you've, you've covered some stuff. Too. I mean, yeah. you look at a lot of our morning hosts that have done that stint over in, in America and things like that. So uh, even it's a different role now. You're sitting in the chair. But, I mean, that the roundedness of, of what you've you've done with those international events must sort of must give you confidence to know what you're talking about in that seat, which I imagine is pretty critical. Yeah, I love going out to those big stories. Mm. Um, That's why I became a journalist. I feel so lucky to have covered all those big events. Um, And I think I can still keep doing them. I think I'm still going to be sent to them if I'm allowed to. Um, And going out and talking to people about what's happened in their lives, um, how their lives have changed, being at the centre of massive events like terror attacks and floods and fires and the US election and earthquakes and tsunamis, you know, most people run away from those. I, I love being there and it's the most important event in the world that day and I can't believe I'm at the centre of it. I love it. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. Hey, um, Nat, you guys spend a lot of time together in the early hours of... Uh, you spend a lot of time together in the early hours of the morning when not everyone's, you know, at their chirpiest best. Uh, do you get on pretty... 
Sorry, I've just been eating a peach. (laughs) 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 It came up as I was talking then. (laughs) Let me say that again, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's oh, gross. Okay. Oh, sorry, that sorry, sorry. Oh, lucky it's not live. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll leave, okay. this. we'll leave this in. Yeah. <laughs> you spend a lot of time together, you know, at the early hours of the morning. You know, we're not all at, at our best at that time. Do you all get on pretty well? Do you talk off camera? Or is it more like you just do your bit on camera, and then when the the cameras are off, you just start doing your own thing on your phones or whatever? Oh, no, we talk the whole time. We're on air for nearly four hours from 5.30 to nearly quarter past nine. So it's a long time. We don't just sit there in silence. In fact, (laughs) most of the time the producer is in our ears telling us to shut up. We're coming back from an ad break. (laughs) Um, We sit, we chat, we argue. Like It's sort of like any family at the dinner table (laughs) and people say, do you argue? And you sort of think, well... Do you sit there with your family and agree on every topic? Are you kidding me? Mm. That is how it is. That's actually mm. like do you, with your brothers and your sisters and your mum and your grandma. Do we all agree on everything? That's mm. exactly us. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Beretta must be your favourite brother then. He's mine. He's mine. You know, Susie loves he, he is. A, I know. I'm sure he is, Susie. We sit at the back of the studio and um, kind of gossip, talk about things that are coming up. <laughs> Actually, more like gossip. That's all we do. <laughs> back the, studio. The, the, the thing I love about Barrett's, the most intriguing thing on his Instagram, I mean, does he actually drive a Maserati? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. going on there? I mean, and if he is, why aren't the rest of you? What are you what, what's Koshi drive, yeah. for God's sake? What are you driving? Well, he, he didn't... He doesn't pay for it. I know it. he doesn't pay you for it. You know Beretta. It's such I know. Amazing <laughs> is he cruising deal? around town in a scarf wearing a, in a Maserati sports car? What's going yeah, on? with a cravat. Oh, oh the cravat. Goodness. Yeah. Fantastic. Know. You know what Beretta's is like. He never brings his wallet and he gets a free car. <laughs> I, we don't even know how that happens. Oh, yeah. No wonder you two yeah, are such yeah, good Yeah, that's mates, why I'm good mates there, yeah. I think. Yeah. We, yeah. we brought it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can't be far away now, now, now that you're in the big chair. Congratulations once again. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. The Ash Kip Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.